welcome to Dear So-and-So, a phone call between friends where we offer up advice that no one has asked us for. As always, we'll read some of our favorite advice column questions and give our unsolicited opinions. I'm Alyssa Bloomstein. And I'm Steph Karp. Welcome to Dear So-and-So. Welcome. Welcome. I got a good one. I got a good okay, one for you. Great. It is a Dear Prudence and uh-huh. it is signed, tired of taking off my shoes. You ready? Great. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. I have TSA pre-check through my job. When my wife and I travel together, is it rude for me to use the pre-check line? She thinks I should go through the standard security line with her. I think it makes more sense for me to use the pre-check line. If I get through security faster, I can get us a spot at the gate or a table at a restaurant while she's still in line. What say you? Sign, Mm -hmm. tired of taking off my shoes. By the way, these types of questions mm-hmm. are numerous. Like, I oh, don't yeah. know if we ever oh, answered yeah. that one. The like, one of us can get updated, uh, upgraded to first class. Yep. Do we take these, it? Like, yeah. these types of travel questions are a dime a dozen. Yeah, which is a phrase I don't actually know what it means. A dime. Yeah. Most a dozen. they're they're out there. They're out there, and like, there's a ten in every twelve. I guess is literally what a dime a dozen means. <laughs> There is a there is a ten in every I guess, twelve. That I guess that's accurate. That checks out. Um, okay, I think I've got this one. I almost was Sounds... about to ask you if you were to attribute that line a dime a dozen to somebody, who <laughs> would you history? guess it was? You're like somebody in the Rat Pack for sure. Definitely someone that served in FDR's cabinet. Yeah, it's definitely like a like a you know. Um, Do you think post so? Depression era. I gotta look it up now. I gotta look it up. Do it. Okay. I love how off you are. Oh. <laughs> Always. With confidence. Oh, my Tell God. Tell me about it. It was introduced was it in 1796. <laughs> are all the things we say today from seventeen the 1790s? Yes. Okay, back to this question. So it's Caller who has the TSA pre-check? Yeah, Caller. And Caller but has wife annoyed spouse? Does yeah. not. I think it's at wife. Does it wife? Okay, yeah. yeah. I think for every relationship where there's like a traveler and a non-traveler, um, you gotta just, you gotta, you, you gotta show your partner that you care. Mm-hmm. Like when you're, when you're, when you're just breezing through, like, well, I deserve this. I have it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't give a shit if you have to, here's what you do. You say, honey, I've planned us a most uh, romantic date. I'm not telling you anything. I'm just going to whisk you away on this date. The date is you bring like the most delicious takeout or sort of picnic dinner you can to the airport. You have already <laughs> scheduled them a TSA pre-check appointment. You um, go, <laughs> you sit in that like weird liminal space between the like, oh, you yeah, know, yeah, the yeah. check like where and and where and the ticket encounters yeah. and you lay out a blanket and you lay out the dinner and then you like escort them by the hand to their TSA pre-check appointment. They go get it done. It takes 15 minutes. Like it's very much a fast thing. They have okay. an appointment like it's at a set time. Then Do you, you have pre-check hand- by the way? No, I don't, but okay. I should. And then Got you it. go like pick them up at that that TSA pretext spot and then you hand deliver them to your picnic that you've set up and you say, honey, I respect your time. <laughs> so is what you're saying here, most people can get pre-check or a Any, good number of people anybody, are eligible for pre-check? Any- Anybody is eligible for TSA pre-check, but you have to schedule a time to do it. 
Okay. And then you have to go to the airport and do it. And I think it's like for people who travel all the time, they just schedule it for one of their work right. trips. They like just they just are there it a bit on. early. Yep. And for the rest of us, it's like, oh, it just didn't even occur to me to schedule this thing that would take like a month till my appointment. Like, whoa, blah, blah. It sounds like you're a busy person and you frequently dismiss their needs and like respect <laughs> your own time more than their yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But once, just like this one time, take some time out of your day and show mm-hmm. them that you respect their time. And then from then on out, this won't be a conflict. You will be two people With throwing pre- Juices and everybody else in line. Bye. Like oh, just cruising through. I think this is perfect. Get on the same team. Should we be making an airport date? Like when yes. for when you're in town? Like should I look at Logan? Yes. <laughs> Two back-to-back pre-check dates. That sounds great. I'm gonna and we'll look bring into a picnic that. and we'll yeah. cheers and we'll it'll be great. Oh my god. Beautiful. Fun, Mona actually. will be Let's waiting in the car, so annoyed <laughs> because you know who already has pre-check? Mona. <gasps> Mona? Of course. of course. Mona's been to every famous place in Europe. Mona has, <laughs> yeah, has Mona's a world traveler. <laughs> Mona knows. Okay, I have a Times social cue from Philip Galanis, and it's signed Janice in Chicago. And she, or they, my apologies, write, my husband and I dined out with a friend. I was the only one who ordered dessert. No one mm-hmm. said anything about sharing, but mm-hmm. the waitress brought three forks with my cannoli. I didn't offer tastes, and now I'm taking flack from my husband for being quote unquote selfish and quote unquote piggy. Thoughts? Uh-huh. Signed Janice in Chicago. Okay, you can elbow your partner about being selfish in and kind of a teasy fun way. You can't yeah. really elbow your partner about being piggy in a I teasy don't fun way. Like that I at don't all. recommend what is that doing that. Don't in do any that. Way. Yeah. Stop it. Stop yeah. doing that. Um, it sounds like uh, it was pretty clear to you that there was just no. This just wasn't on the table. And I, I trust your instincts. I'm sure you're fine. I think your husband's teasing you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how do you make sure people don't eat your dessert, Steph? You say, oh, I was thinking I was going to order this cannoli for myself. For me. Should we get a second one? Should we, Should we get a second share? cannoli? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always make it clear. I used to, when people ordered dessert, ask if I should bring multiple spoons. People liked yeah. that and sort of laughed a little bit. And then I stopped. I'm now part of the problem. Oh, no, you should ask again. Yeah. Well, this is actually people just do this now. I've actually noticed this decline in asking. I feel like I used to get asked a lot more. Because everything these days, every mid-range restaurant is a place is a a family style restaurant and it is my biggest pet peeve with dining in 2021 i can't agree more i mean sometimes you just want to chow down let's write a fucking eater article and get it it's not that i don't like sharing i love sharing sometimes but every single one every single time like why no variety here why no variety it's a it's a financial model that works right like people tend to order more it Mm -hmm. like tends to you can sort of like reduce portion size a tiny amount like there must be a business reason this is happening otherwise it wouldn't be happening i wonder if it's easier on the line on the cooking Mm -hmm. line as Mm -hmm. well i wonder if that plays into it Mm -hmm. so if meals aren't sort of like these complete meals where it's like then you can sort of send things out a piece of yeah yeah does Mm -hmm. it sort of help with um having a smaller kitchen Mm -hmm. uh which is often the case in these sort of Mm -hmm. like dense metropolitan areas there's got to be somebody who has sort of like assessed this i'm terrified about talking about this on air and then never being able to get a job in the restaurant industry again which is an industry that I like love deeply deeply to my soul so I just feel like I need to go on record we're gonna cut all this maybe or we can leave this in I still have those feelings about shared play dinner for myself but from a server perspective 
all I want is just I'm like, never to gonna talk your shared plates to our customers. <laughs> also, all I want is just like to create the best experience for diners. You know, yeah, like totally. within, within what the what the chef thinks is best. Like right. is is the shared plate experience Often incredible it is a nice for most people? To, yeah. Yes. Often it, it is. It just maybe isn't what I want to eat out every day. Every time. That's fine. Every time, that's all. I just don't yeah, every time. And that's totally fine. Yeah. But yeah. do I want to work in one of those places? Absolutely. Is it fun talking about all the dishes? Hell yeah. Is it fun watching people share and creating that sort of environment? I think actually I'm sort of like maybe getting a little bit to something here, which (laughs) is you're laughing, but I like actually am feeling very serious right now. (laughs) All right, get serious. No, I just had it. I just had an epiphany, which is that the types of places that I work that I do well are these sort of casual dining but Mm -hmm. with elevated food and in order to get a casual atmosphere sometimes it means you have to reach across the table for somebody else's food that in fact sharing is part of what What leads to that sort of like sort of joyous boisterousness chatting lots Mm -hmm. of wine lots of drinks that like in fact perhaps that style of dining and why it has gotten popular has led to that sort of like because it um, is fun. has led to the environment that we like. Yeah. I just don't want to fucking share my food. <laughs> right, right. That's it. Yeah, that's I just it. Want to share my food. That's it. But okay, so just to be clear, given the ubiquity of shared plates, you do kind of need to announce that the cannoli is yours. And if folks want cannoli, let's get a second order. I think that's it. I had a thought, by the way. Remember when we answered that question last week about the baseball cap? Yeah. Is it possible that it was a Yankees cap and this story (laughs) took place in Boston? Yeah, that's that would make a lot more sense. Like it dawned on me later. Of course. What would you like to read to me? Alyssa, we have a write-in. Who's it from? It's signed, check please. It's from me. Okay. It's through me. Oh, no. Oh, okay. I, that sometimes, makes sense. as you know, sometimes I like to call us on Dad Dog. Mm-hmm. And yep. once in a while, I really have a burning question and I got to write it. <laughs> I love that you are a participant co-host. It's good. I like it. I like it. It means you have a lot of empathy for our listeners. I do. You've dear. been through this process. I it's have. not like I haven't brought a question to this podcast. You so. have? Have you? I have. You yeah, have. I think I have. Uh, you Usually have. for Mona. Usually Mona answers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, exactly. Should I should <sighs> I read it to you right now? Yeah. Why don't okay. you read it to us? All right. It's signed, check please. Okay. Whose job is it to ask for the other's number in a flirtatious server bartender patron interaction? Should it be the server bartender as it's on mm. them to prove the interaction is more than just congenial service? Or the Mm -hmm. patron, as the server bartender, is in their place of employment and may feel it's not appropriate to cross a line while at work. Are there rules for this? If not, should there be? Question mark, exclamation point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sign check, please. I, this is out of my depth. Do you know a bartender we could call? 
I do know a bartender we can call. I have a wonderful friend, Marvin, bartender extraordinaire. Maybe he has some input. Maybe he has some well, ideas. We can, we can represent each side, at least. Exactly. I can represent the patron side. He can represent the bartender side. We'll, we'll hash it out. Hello? Marvin, it's Alyssa and Steph from Dear So-and-So. Steph, pleasure to meet you finally. Oh my God, I know, right. oh my God, seriously, yeah. very happy to meet you. Heard so many good things. Same. Okay, I'm gonna read you this write-in that I wrote in to my own podcast. Mm-hmm. And I'd love both your input on this. And yeah. it is signed, check please. Okay. Whose job is it to ask for the other's number in a flirtatious bartender server patron interaction. Should it be the bartender server, as it's on them to prove the interaction is more than just congenial service, or the patron, as the bartender server is in their place of employment and may feel it's not appropriate to cross a line at work? Are there rules for this? If not, should there be? Signed, check please. Marvin, you've bartended for many years. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I've I've patronized bars for many years, so I feel like we've got both sides of it covered between the two of us. Do you do either of you have like actual thoughts on this? Are there rules? Should there be rules? I just feel like there's landmines everywhere. Yeah. All right. I've played it in many different ways. I guess. Oh my god! Every... Ooh, tell me more. Um, I've never left my information or left my number as a patron of a bar or like, you know, okay. when okay. I, when I, when I, when I did feel like there might've been a connection or something like, why didn't you leave your number? I think that's just, I think that's just more me. Yeah. That's just not, I, I it's don't not know. It's not rules. It's just personal. Yeah. On the other end, I've also never done it. I, I, I have, I've definitely made like an approach to someone as a bartender but also based very much off like a connection. It wasn't just like, mm-hmm. oh, I think you're attractive. Like, right. here's my number. Sure, you like there was a there was a feel for it. Like it yes. was a yeah. finesse y- sort of you, feel, and yes. you really yes. sussed it out. Really big time. felt it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to be sure. Um, yeah, yeah I think definitely. Is, how can one ever be sure? So that's also another thing too, where it's just like, okay, yeah, you can never be sure. You can definitely get like a certain read on something. But then mm-hmm. at the end of the day, one of you is going to have to take that, you know, make that plunge, you know, like right. take that plunge um, to really see if it was something or if it wasn't. But there's also ways to kind of play it, you know what I mean? Where it can be like, hey, you want to grab a drink somewhere? Not necessarily like make it a date or just give someone sure. my number or be like, would you mm-hmm. like to hang out sometime? I think with like, you know, social media, it's a lot easier to <gasps> okay. um, just, just because it's I think it's a lot less. Um, Ooh, like yeah, can to you get take the flirtation offline? Okay. I just feel like... Get their yeah, handle, follow it, them, it just yeah, take it out exactly. of the restaurant. Exactly. Because in the restaurant, in the bar, it's like, listen, one person's paying another person. Yes, There's exactly. There's just no way totally. to know until I think you like, yeah, you spark that connection <gasps> on Instagram or you try to like Definitely. do it in a neutral place. Yeah, exactly. And that's the other thing too, like specific places that I've worked, you know, are a lot more, you know, restaurant or I guess yeah. like a little bit mm-hmm. higher of a, you know, 
like a higher price point. It's like a little bit yeah, of a different experience exactly. that people are and coming it, in for. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think there's definitely a lot less of that happening there. Um, yes. Okay. Okay. Just, oh, just, I was going to ask the opposite. Like, does <gasps> it feel like sometimes when the price point is higher, that people feel entitled to a little more flirtation? <laughs> I, I mean, no, you're, you're not wrong. I, th- I think, you're, you know, your, your game face is definitely on. Yeah. Oh my God, guys, remember when I wanted to have that Yelp account where I rated restaurants based solely on the waitstaff's willingness to flirt with me? Yes, I remember. I was afraid that Yelp elite was going to like find me uh, and like dox me. They take it so seriously, you know? It's just like the, the, you know, the bartender server drops a check off on a list and she's like, are you forgetting something? I think are you, are, are you sure this is where this experience ends? This interaction does not feel complete, <laughs> yeah, if you know what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, and he's I'm like, saying. do you want a mint? Like, I don't... Yeah, like, like I don't... I'm really not picking I, up on what you're laying Did you want yeah. to see I the offered you espresso. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. Oh, I, I love that answer and hate it, by the way, mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. take it all... Take it... To mm-hmm. an well, online just, forum, I hate it I because just, fuck the internet, and I love it because well, that's what it's I, there for. That's I, the beauty of social media. It is. I, I, th- mm-hmm. I think it's just a lot more approachable than just asking someone for their number, which is kind of weird that we've turned. This, it's weird that we've gotten yeah, to that spot. Yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. But what? It, so can you like? Mm, can you just write your Instagram handle on a on a cocktail napkin the way you would have a number, and then slide it to them with like a knowing <laughs> look? Like, can you kind of like up the ante on it? Is that the move? I think it's just a way of like kind of dipping your toe in essentially, but not necessarily yeah. telling someone like, hey, I'm interested in you. We should hang okay. out. It's more of like, let's bridge this gap. And then I guess right, we can right, right. Let's connect. See. Let's connect in let's some connect. way. Yeah. yeah, you seem fun. I, can we connect I like this because it's, it's general flirting and dating advice. Yes. Um, it's I like that. Exactly I also the like kind this. of advice that I want because I actually do feel like I often, there are people who I connect with who I definitely can't feel personally whether I would actually want a romantic relationship with them. <laughs> but that, but I am that's just what I was going to say. Yeah. So I yeah. love that definitely. on a like slightly more asexual yeah. level of like, maybe this is just somebody I want in my life if they're willing to be in my life. Yeah, totally. Right, yeah, because I think especially early on, it's really hard to disentangle those two. Like, am I just so excited to meet at 35? Am I just so excited to meet someone with whom I feel yeah. any kind yeah. of spark of connection whatsoever? Yeah. Is it just that actually yeah. right. that I'm Or do feeling? I want to have sex with them? It's so confusing yes. at yeah. 35, yeah. isn't it? It's so yeah, confusing. Yeah, it is. It's so confusing. And I and I, I stole that a little bit from something Busy said, so I got to give the credit where oh, it's due. Oh, I love that. Mm. Thank you, Busy. Yeah. Oh, Oh, this is great. Marvin, thank you so much for doing this. Are yeah, you going to go course. see your dad now? Thank I you so am. Much. My dad is in town. He brought, I don't know how this became a tradition, but every time he comes back from Chihuahua, he brings us a brick of Mennonite, Mennonite cheese. Yeah, cocaine. Yes, oh. <laughs> I wish cocaine. Mennonite cheese? Yes. What? Say more. It is, let me try to explain it because it's hard to explain. I think like if you melted it down, it's like, it could be almost like a Gouda-ish. <gasps> oh, like, so a little bit, like a little funkier than a cheddar. Yeah. And a little sweeter yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. But it's really hard. Like it's it's hard. It's a yeah. brick. As hard as Parmesan? Yeah. Oh, harder than Parmesan. Shut the fuck up. Whoa, it's harder. No way. No way. It kind of like, as it like ages, it kind of like rubberizes almost. It's crazy. Yeah, it's weird. Anyways, 
um, yeah, it's really known for its cheese. So our dad just always brings us a brick of cheese, even <laughs> though we he knows we don't cook at home. Yeah. But dad has one gift, you know, like he like, yeah. he wants it. to yeah. show his love. He doesn't know how yeah. else to. He's, well, and he's so, found something that works. And so he's not yeah. going to like, <laughs> he's not going yeah, you know, to stick with it. That seems like the most dad move. <laughs> totally. Dad moves. Oh, man. Okay. But here's the thing. When you hang up, should mm-hmm. you go to the market? Buy a crusty loaf of uh-huh, sourdough, uh-huh, uh-huh. some heirloom tomatoes, a little bit of mayo, and make yourself some grilled cheese. Yes. Yeah, with the mayo, it has to be mayo. I have a dear fuck up from Jezebel, Mm. and it is signed fat positive. Dear fuck up, I love both my fat sister and my fat shaming husband, but my obstinate husband makes loving them both very difficult. My sister is proud of being fat. She sees it as a a sign that she's fully recovered from an eating disorder. I love her and I'm so proud of her. As teenagers, we weren't close. But since I've had a baby, we've become really close. She is an amazing auntie. When COVID allows, I like to take my daughter to visit her and we have great girls days. The trouble is that my very active, very, quote unquote, healthy husband is fat phobic. He firmly believes that weight management is as simple as calories in, calories out, and will not listen to me when I explain the complexities. He also refuses to see how she has changed and mellowed over the years. She and I occasionally argued when we were younger. They are polite to each other, but there is no hope of anything more. My husband and I don't have a will, and that is purely because we can't agree on who should look after our daughter if we both die. I want my amazing creative sister to look after her, but he does not. There is no other family in our country who could look after her, and we wouldn't want to disrupt her life by moving her across the world to live with family. I think he is worried that our daughter would become fat, but I think being loved is worth the quote-unquote risk. Oh my God. How can I make him realize that being fat doesn't mean you're unhealthy and inactive any more than being slim means you're healthy and active. I really want them to have a wonderful relationship or at the very least not to let his dislike of her color our daughter's feelings for her aunt. Thanks. Signed, Fat Positive. Oh, my God. So the question is, how do you make a fat phobic person fat positive? It, it kind of. It's how do I make a fat phobic person be fat positive about? about my sister which is like actually too narrow a question because like this is a larger issue you know she wants writer caller wants the husband and the sister to have like a cordial relationship which would mean that the husband would have to be okay with her fatness Mm -hmm. but the Mm -hmm. larger issue is that your husband is not okay with fat people and that is yeah um way 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 (sighs) bigger Bigger problem problem. Yeah. yeah your will is a problem but your husband is also a horrible judgmental person who is about to raise a daughter into a teen into a woman yeah fuck that guy fuck that guy go live with your sister she sounds great yeah go live with your sister and get a divorce i don't know what to tell you sounds terrible it sounds terrible and it sounds like this person isn't seeing actually the full picture of how terrible this is which is your husband is a judgmental fuck who has a young daughter in his house 
Yeah. I mean, and has been raised in a fat phobic culture with lots of fat phobic biases and assumptions. So it's like, is he to his core a fucking asshole? Like, I can't say. I don't know him personally, but like he definitely has uh, a problem, (laughs) which is that he has like inherited this shitty worldview that needs to be solved. And he like kind of, these guys can't pass this until he admits that his worldview is wrong. Yeah. 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 Um, And so you just have to do everything you can in the world to make this not about your sister, but about the fact that he's got a fucked up worldview. Yeah, yeah, like, he can he hate your can't sister for so many world. other reasons if he wants to. Yeah, like, whatever. But like, he just needs, you can't, you can't let him, like, you need to like treat it like he's got spinach between his teeth. It's like, oh, buddy, yeah. I can't have you out there. Do yeah. I can't have you out there doing this. It's just this. not, like, it's it's not, not safe, safe for you to no, be out here moving really, through the world ooh, as this fat phobic person. People are going to know something's wrong with you, buddy. Like, yeah. you really, it's ugh, it's not it's not a good look. She's going to have to get really one of those weird shock collars that we give dogs <gasps> to make sure True. they don't leave the property. Yeah, totally. Just like, I it's can't be let you out in public like this. I just, yeah. ugh, it's, it's humiliating for you, for you and for me to be around you. He doesn't understand the scope of the problem. And, and you need to treat it as such. Your response when I was like, you know, fuck this guy, this guy's an awful guy, is, and your response of like, he may not be awful, he may, he may just be, you know, entrenched Bigoted. with these sort of big, you know, <laughs> yeah. Child, yeah, these worldviews since youth. Uh, this is one of those that, that, like, remember how... You're like, in, I need you to not be as mad as I'm being right exactly. now. Exactly. Yeah, we totally. never I, yeah. posted that question. <laughs> oh, no, we didn't. But, yeah, we sort of spoke about how some things are going to hit you deeper and you're mm-hmm. going to... And, and you need you're your friends be mad. to not be hit as deep. Yeah, and then Even the people you around be- you will agree with why you're mad, but but are a little more even yeah. keeled. And, and this you is might one- want to be like, oh my god, why aren't my friends as mad as I am? But actually, there's actually there's sometimes like an it's advantage. really nice to have yeah. yeah 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 the sort of level headed person by your side sometimes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this is one of those instances where I'm just like. I can't, I'm not interacting with this person. Write this guy out of your life. Like, I just yeah. have no space for this. I don't want to teach somebody about and this. And you I don't, don't have any responsibility to make space for this guy. You don't, personally. Not at all. So Yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah. I love if you have a feeling of like, oh, there is that, like somebody can get through to this guy. I'm I like, do you think so, yeah. Drop him off out of, yeah. I just, yeah, I don't want to interact yeah, with him. Ship him out, yeah, just get him out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not in my backyard. <laughs> yeah, not in my backyard. Yeah, NIMBY this guy. I want to follow up on your question to Marv, and I kind of wish we hadn't hung up on him because I kind of would love his help here too. Um, but maybe we'll you can put be the, ourselves sort of the service in his shoes, yeah, for a yeah. moment. Channel his excellent advice. Okay, so yeah. this is a social cues from Debbie in Manhattan. Debbie asks, "I have a crush on a sophisticated gentleman who owns an authentic Italian pizza restaurant. Mm. He is warm, well groomed, and has excellent manners." Sigh. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes he waits on me, but he has never given me special treatment, like a free glass of wine or soda. Would tipping help advance the relationship? Signed Debbie in Manhattan. I mean, I think Marvin would say you'd, you have to take it offline out of the restaurant setting. I 
I, I think she does. And I think one reason is that she doesn't seem like she knows what she really wants. On the one hand, yeah. she says, I have a crush on a sophisticated gentleman. But on the other hand, she's like, I want a free glass of wine. I know. I'm super. That's I'm not a crush. T- I know. I'm totally. It's unclear. <laughs> what do you want out of this? Herein lies the problem of sort of sussing out what, yeah. you know, what the relationship is. Which is why you have is. to take it somewhere else. Exactly. Yeah. With the server, a free glass of wine by no means is alludes to anything sexual in fact he probably he if it's possible there is a chance that he's flirting with her incessantly and doesn't want to give her a free, free glass of wine because he wants to make it clear totally that, like sure this is about his feelings and not about their relationship as like you know she has to take it offline when we say offline we Oof. mean online we mean she has online. to take it out of the restaurant onto out the, the internet and then into another restaurant right out in out Mm-hmm. I think that's yep. the rules. Out, in, out, yeah. Yeah. Okay. What do you make of this? Would tipping help advance the relationship? Do they well, not tip? how poorly do they is not, this person no, do they, tipping? Yeah. yeah. Do they just flat out not tip currently? I mean, if you're not tipping, then good golly. What do you even You got to start you, right now. Yeah, you sound what? like a monster to wait on. How like, could they possibly have Where's my free wine? And yet crush. I won't be leaving a cent extra. A dime Would a dozen. Help? Two cents. Now I'm just My thinking God. of all the different sayings. My apologies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dial Six, back. one, half dozen, the other. Yeah, good golly. Um, yeah. Please, please tip your server. The end. Good. Yeah. Thank you. Should I be doing like more varied or am I starting to sound like a robot, a robot vacuum? What is his know. name? Thomas Glick, 0974. Yeah. yeah. No, it was more in numbers than that. 0922. Who cares? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to switch it up at all. No. Thank, thank you, Steph. And thank you, dear listeners, you old so-and-sos, for spending another half an hour listening to our useless advice. You can find us at dearsoandso.pizza. That's where you can download old episodes. You can ask us your questions and you can find out kind of what we're up to or at our Instagram at dearsoandsopodcast. Give us a call. Leave us a voicemail. We always love to hear from you. Our phone number is daddog5078, D-A-D-D-O-G 5078. Our music is by our friend Busy Hemphill. And as always, I'm Alyssa Bloomstein. And I'm Steph Karp. And we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.